Hey everyone, welcome to the Bible Revival Podcast. This is Paul and Taylor, and we have our really good friends, Ross and Audra Rains, are here with us from yes. Texas. Yes, good to be here. Yes. So excited to have you guys. Man, we have been having an incredible time in the presence of the Lord. Uh, Ross and Audra have been here for a few days, and the presence of God is breaking out, uh, yeah. not just in our hearts or even in our friendship, but in our church mm-hmm. uh, here at our father's house in Avon, Indiana. Um, we are seeing something extraordinary. Um, I don't want to put a label on it. I'm just going to call it God because mm-hmm. it's clearly his presence. It's led of him. Um, we wanted to talk about what we've experienced and just what's been going on the last couple of days and share and kind of put this out there because we really feel the anointing of the Lord on it, that this is um, special. I know that we've all been gripped with the fear of the Lord in mm-hmm. a fresh way. Um, we're, we're really seeing something truly unique. Uh, I, I'm just feeling the fear of God talking about it right now. I feel um, mm-hmm. very sober, uh, very grateful, very humbled. Um, yeah, I just wanted to tell you the story a bit and we'll just share have a conversation as friends here. So um, you guys got in on Saturday night, right? Right. So flew in from DFW, landed in Indianapolis, came to our house. We went to dinner. Always love eating with you guys, fellowshipping, <laughs> having fun, especially <laughs> eating with you, Ross. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, that's going to change. Hallelujah. Yeah, mutual affection. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we, after dinner, started sharing, just um, talking with them as friends and just Really, um, just being honest about where we're at, uh, Taylor and I just really sharing a desire to see God move in power, um, just venting some frustration Mm -hmm. about um, just our own hearts, our own lives, and just wanting more, um, you know, really feeling a a yearning and a a hunger and a burning uh, for Jesus. And so um, we finished that night, went home, and then... Uh, Sunday morning, so the 12th, uh, Super Bowl Sunday, mm-hmm. um, just a couple of days ago, we uh, gathered together for service. We Ross and Audrey, you guys were going to do um, worship and going to give Taylor a break and uh, let her rest a little bit. And um, something unusual happened um, that I have never seen. Uh, we didn't plan this. This was completely spontaneous. Um, this was not in the order of service whatsoever. Um, we pray before our meetings, and so our services are at 10. Uh, prayer is at 9.15. And when we started to pray, I mean, just immediately, there was a strong conviction of sin. Um, there was repentance that started happening to the point where uh, we were actually, and, and, and I think it's important to note that this began with us as leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, so our local church leadership here at our Father's house we just began to repent um, yeah. and repent publicly. Yes. Um, I mean, we were literally on the microphone just mm-hmm. confessing sin mm-hmm. before the church to God and repenting for all kinds of things, pride, yeah. jealousy, lust, greed, envy. Yeah, um, offense, bitterness, unforgiveness, just a a lot of stuff began to happen to the point where um, it would have been wrong to shut that down, to say, oh, hey, it's 10 o'clock, and we, no, we we just literally abandoned everything and said, God is doing something here. And um, one by one, people started to gather, started to come up, started to feel 
convicted and drawn mm-hmm. by the Lord, and, and they were coming up and, and repenting. Mm-hmm. Um, and this happened for over three hours. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember in the midst of prayer time, which started at 915, and then repentance breaks out, and I'm in the back of my mind going, uh, if we stop doing this, it's going to be a really awkward transition to go into worship, mm-hmm. like as far as singing songs. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, and Audra was thinking the same thing, and she's like, we're already in. Yeah. We're in deep. 100%. Yeah. There ain't no getting out of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Yeah, I think I went and whispered in your ear, like, if we're leaving anything, it's from the floor. Like where we can't, I couldn't even yeah. move from the position I was in because yeah. the fear of the Lord was so strong in the yeah. room. Yes, yeah, it was powerful. Yeah, I I, I want to say this: it, it started with repentance from leadership, and it ended with repentance from leadership. That's true. Yeah, which I thought was really powerful that day, and it wasn't planned that way. No, obviously, <laughs> none of it was. None, yeah, yeah, right, right. That, that's the beauty of the whole day. Actually, it was there was no there was no plan. There was. Something we were going to sing and stuff like that, and then in comes uh, the Holy Spirit, repentance breaks out, and the whole agenda gets blown up. Yes, but it started with I, I want was it you that came up first, Taylor? I don't, I don't remember who it was, but it started with <laughs> yeah. leadership repenting. And I, I think even when you came up, Taylor, there was a shift because yeah. of what you were what mm-hmm. you were saying and in, in your time, and then it ended with you, mm-hmm. Paul, being so vulnerable of yeah. things going on in your heart, of really just getting all of the things out of your heart out in front of in front of the body, which I think they really needed to see. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe that, and I told this uh, to a few and, I, and I've spoken it to a few as well, but I believe when y'all did the reset, it was this prophetic act of the reset, mm-hmm. which you guys said, hey, we're going to reset. We're going to stop meeting for three weeks. Right. Um, and you guys came back together. And I believe that was prophetic because mm-hmm. you guys walk in the prophetic. And then... I think this past Sunday, the agenda gets blown up. I believe the body of Christ came in together with leadership and pushed the button and said, man, we're really going to do this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, a, a massive um, reset that happened even this past Sunday in mm-hmm. sharing. And I know for me personally, um, I, I felt something lift like immediately when I just confessed that I have hated living in Indiana. Yeah. Um, you know, I've shared bits and pieces of my story here on the podcast, but just the, the pain and the shame of living here. You know, we've been back for seven years, but um, there's still something that wants to tower over me. And when I was able to just repent to the Lord, Father, forgive me for, for hating where I live, because where I live is where you've sent us yeah. and, and where you've led us to plan and really where you've blessed us tremendously. Yes. I mean, yeah. we, we've been overwhelmed by God's favor and the abundance that we've experienced here in every way, in relationships and finances and you name it. I mean, we've seen increase that we've prayed for, but there's still something in me. And, uh, man, just being able to speak that out and then asking people not to take it personally because mm-hmm. it doesn't have to do with the people. It's, yeah. it's not a personal issue. It's just, you know, this is a struggle for me. And I think even being able to voice that, you know, there were other people that said I, that, like, broke something off of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and shame that they feel and um, you know just to repent to the Lord and uh, we finished the the service I mean over three hours of people coming up repenting you know most people being as specific as they could bear Um, I think it's worth sharing that when it comes to confession and repentance that proud people confess their sin in vague generalities but Mm -hmm. humble people confess their sin 
with specifics mm -hmm. and details. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I really felt like the Lord was speaking to me through that time. And I shared this publicly because we were trying to give a bit of explanation because I know people are like, what in the world's going on? I'm sure I was really intimidating for some people. I mean, that, that three plus hours of people repenting would be the antithesis of a seeker sensitive service. <laughs> I mean, yeah, especially, especially like for those, I know there was probably brand new people that day. Yeah, oh, yeah, we sure. had visitors. Yep. Yeah, uh -huh. but it it doesn't matter because yeah. we're here to host him. Yeah, exactly. And it's not about visitors; yeah. it's about the yeah. king. Yeah. So we um and we we finished by taking the body and blood of Jesus by serving communion to everyone and and repenting together and and thanking God for forgiveness and putting everything that was shared under the blood because conviction and condemnation can feel the same sometimes, but condemnation actually draws us away. Yeah. from the Lord and conviction pulls us in and, and conviction brings with it a, a, a sense of I'm clean and I'm right and um, you know really repentance uh, conviction under repentance is the mercy yeah. of God and so um, and we, we leaned in together and it was beautiful it was powerful there was a, a cleansing that was happening and um, you know we just felt like we've got to come back tonight I mean, I don't care that it's Super Bowl. I think I asked, hey, what what time? Yeah. What time's the Super Bowl kick? You're like, 6.30. I'm like, that's what time, that's when we're meeting. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Right, let's meet back here at 6.30, and let's get before the Lord again. We've, we've got to come back. And um, I was amazed how many people. Yeah, it was hilarious because of on the how on the spot the timing was. You said, when's the Super Bowl? And they said 6.30. You're like, that's when we're meeting tonight. And I did, I, it was just so beautiful because it was it was just the Lord. I mean, I want to go back to what you said about seeker-sensitive. There's churches out here crying out for revival, but they're not willing to do the things the Lord wants them to do for revival to take place. Mm -hmm. And I saw something happen on Sunday that it wasn't about people in the room. It was literally, it was literally about his presence and hosting his presence. Yes. This is what the Lord's doing right now. He's convicting people of sin, which is what the Holy Spirit does. Yes. Convicts us unto righteousness and says, "Hey, there's a standard of living that, I, that I've called you to live. This is the way Jesus calls us to live. And if your life doesn't match up to that, you need to repent, turn away, and keep going the right way." And that's what I saw on Sunday. And it is the antithesis of the seeker-sensitive church which I believe is is the seedbed for an, an amazing revival to take place, an amazing move of God to take place here at this church. Uh, and like you said, we're, we don't really know what to call it. I mean, we, we this literally happened last Sunday, yeah. but God is doing something. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. I think I think both the ladies are under the presence of God. <laughs> yeah. I feel like um, the fear of the Lord is just here, even in the podcast, mm -hmm. and like. Mm -hmm. It's an invitation, mm. even this message, if you're listening to it, it's an invitation Jesus. for you to go into it. Sometimes the Lord will speak ahead of time. And at the end of last year, he was showing me that the first three months of this year would be a turning to the face of God. Mm. And he was showing me it'll happen through repentance. And if you're looking at sin and you're in it, you can't be looking at the face of God. Mm. It's one or the other. It's a choice. And so when the presence of God showed up on that Sunday morning, it was so strong. The light of the glory was so strong that people had a choice still. Am I going to stay in the sin or look at the face of God? And it was as easy as mm. one choice away from being clothed in the glory of God. Mm -hmm. And I believe that it's going to go out everywhere. That same invitation of, am I willing to repent? 
Um, even if it's just you and your spouse in your house. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's stop right now and repent to each other. Yeah. And the, I believe the glory of God is going to show up in your home wow. and in your church and in your families or in your business or wherever it is that you are. Come on, Lord. I think it's worth noting, too, that there were multiple people that I didn't know that came up and mm-hmm. repented and shared. So, I mean, they, they would have been visitors. I'd never seen them before. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they were drawn by the, by the presence, by the conviction of the Spirit to repent publicly before a church they've never even been to. Yeah, um, yeah. That's powerful. You, yeah. you can't manipulate human beings into doing something like that. I mean, mm-hmm. this, was, this was real. I believe it's just the first fruits of something that is taking place i mean so we we gather on sunday night and i mean it was like by minute three we were in such a realm of god's presence i mean it was so thick and so tangible there was such a cry there was a hunger like we've not experienced at our father's house and i mean for what it's worth uh, our father's house we're we're not a place where we try to box god in and we i mean we've had a lot of spontaneous expressions and a lot of unplanned things and a lot of like i know this is out there but god we feel like you're in this so we're just going to do it and it doesn't matter who it makes uncomfortable because we're trying to make you comfortable Mm. and we're here to host you um host the holy ghost Mm. and um yeah i i mean i was just blown away by the the measure of presence and and we really felt like um the morning was like confessing all the open doors for for the enemy to access our lives and and to use us and deceive us and um you know tempt us and uh sunday night was like the closing of a lot of those doors i mean um we didn't have any any worship there was no music uh, there was no preaching on, on the sunday service i mean we just three over three hours of repenting and then we took the communion but then sunday night we started to worship and there was such a power um so you you guys when when the three of you lead together which i've experienced a few times before it is phenomenal mm. um I, when are we getting the band together I mean, it, it's <laughs> yeah. it, it's powerful seriously um and i was just blown away the the hunger the like man this is this is the lord this is no nobody cared about football or entertainment or i mean we had people like hey we had we bought hundreds of dollars worth of food and we were like what 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 should we do with it i'm like i don't know like <laughs> give it give it to the homeless or something yeah. i mean you know i think a lot of people are going to fast i think they were trying to have like you know food beforehand or i'm like y'all do whatever you want but we're mm-hmm. going to be here at 6:30 to seek the face of god um, and i know that down in our friends and Dawsonville uh, Christ Fellowship with the home of the North Georgia Revival that Marty had mentioned um, that you know God was moving here they caught wind of it Todd Smith called me and um, you know just amazing uh, what the Lord is doing all over you know there's stuff going on at Asbury uh, down in, in Wilmore Kentucky and Ormond Beach Florida there, there's there's uh, the wind of God is blowing and we we really want to encourage perhaps you're a church leader uh, you're, you're a part of um, stewarding God's presence um, we, we really want to encourage you to open the sails and to get ready and to make provision now you know don't plan for if God shows up plan for when he does because he wants to and yeah. he's not withholding from us so it's important that we make provision now, for the flesh, but for the spirit and for God to move. 
Yeah, I just also want to encourage if you're a church leader, um, just a continuing vulnerability. The Saturday night before, I mean, me and Paul were like yeah. spent. Yep. Like so frustrated mm-hmm. with the level of hunger, with the level of sacrifice. And for the very next morning, for the Lord to come and pour out His Spirit in such a tangible way. I just want to encourage you to not get frustrated, but to keep asking and keep knocking and keep seeking and wait on the Lord because you cannot make this happen. Like in our flesh, we can't make this happen. We can't turn the hearts of men to God. We no. have to wait on the Lord. Jesus. And we can press in and we should be fasting. We should be praying. We should be repenting. But we have to wait on the Lord. And that's one thing we've been feeling since Sunday morning when this happened is, you know, we can't put our hands on this thing. Whatever the Lord is doing right now, we just have to stay low, stay humble, and let him do it. Yeah, Paul, you said um, just encouraging church leaders, both of you, just encouraging church leaders to really just like let the sails open, let the wind yeah. blow. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, I mean, the church is obviously in the book of Revelation are represented by lampstands. Like yeah. there's lampstands representing them. And, and I believe, just as every generation before us has believed, we're on the, on the, on the, Cusp, cusp, yeah, of, of Jesus, of seeing the return of our bridegroom king, Absolutely. and I believe that the churches that will not allow the wind to blow, mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit to come in and have His way, I believe that the wind will literally blow out their lampstand. It'll blow out the light. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for those that are hungry for the fire of God yes, to Lord. come and transform their body, I believe the fire will get brighter and will be what a church is supposed to be—the city on a hill. We'll be mm-hmm. a city on a hill. I believe Avon, Indiana, and our Father's house being planted here, literally, I, I said this on Sunday, I believe this place is a city on a hill. And he's found, he's found even a few righteous that would cry out on behalf of a city. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so on Sunday night, we gathered, and like Paul said, the tangible, weighty presence of God was there immediately, um, which I think speaks to an expectation that yes. when we have low expectations of the Lord, we don't expect him to move. We don't expect him to heal. We don't expect him to save. And he's wanting us to kill the unbelief in our heart and yes. to let our faith arise that he is still moving. He is still healing. He is still setting captives free. And we um, had person after person after person say, you know, I'm shutting the door to whatever the sin was that they had confessed that morning and you know we had like powerful powerful we had people come at night that weren't there in the morning that got caught wind of what the father was doing and um showed up and got specific prophetic words and people were um reunited there was i mean personally i what i confessed was um an offense with a couple in the church and repented to them publicly and uh, I just felt the like chains that the enemy was trying to put on me and put on our relationship just fall. Yeah. 
And there's such freedom that comes after repentance. So we all closed the doors to all these ways that we had opened up to the enemy. And I mean, supernatural things were happening. There were people connecting that have never known each other before. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a healing, a physical healing. Um, It was just... Baptisms in the Holy Spirit. Yeah, it was unbelievable. There were people who repented that have never repented before. Yeah. Mm. Isn't that the beauty of Jesus having his way in his church that he says uh, uh, the manifestation of his presence is signs, wonders, and miracles? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all we did was get out of the way? Yeah. Yeah. Like no no man touched. No, yeah. I don't even think a man or anybody laid hands on that woman. I think she was here yeah, in the no. presence yeah. of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then right. other people just coming up to mm-hmm. repent just because that's what the Lord's doing in that moment. Signs, wonders, and miracles broke out because his spirit was here and he was actively moving. And people were letting me move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we're we're realizing, um, and I pray that this revelation comes to so many that um, I think the truth is, and it's it's ugly, but I, I believe it's real. Is that so much of what God does is in spite of us? Yeah. And I think that the pride in us makes us think it's because of us. Yeah. You know, and, and the danger of like. Well, if the enemy can convince you, if he can take your pride and convince you that what God is doing is because of you, it's yeah. because you mm-hmm. fasted, because you prayed, because your 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 piety, your morality, your you know, it, it, then the deal is, is if he can get you to believe that, then he can get you to take credit mm-hmm. for what is happening, and then you're going to touch the glory of the Lord. Mm-hmm. When I think we're all like, hey, we need to back away we need to stand down we need to take a deep breath i mean we we met as a leadership team on monday night and you guys were there we had you join us and um more confession more repentance i mean we were together this morning the the the, some of the men and more repentance more Mm. confession more what needs to change? We need a new wineskin for the new wine that God is pouring out. I mean, the old wineskin won't do. I just feel to tell someone that the tension that you've been feeling in your life in the last few months is because you need a new wineskin for what God is doing. You, you need to get in partnership and connection with Him and change the way that you live your life. I mean, the Lord is looking for an offering of a lifestyle change of this is going to cost you money and time and energy and sleep and relationships. and But there's an awakening. There, there, there's something that's happening that God is moving. He's pouring out His Spirit like He promised on male and female. There's dreams and visions and manifestations of the Holy Ghost that mm-hmm. I think it's really it's it's in spite of us, yeah. yes. and, and we just we need to do a better job of standing down, yeah. and just saying, God, we're here for you. I mean, I, I we're right now, like Lord, I've got the fear of God. Like, what do we do? Mm-hmm. What do we like everything? I mean, th- this is something I'll share. Is every single person in our church leadership has the same feeling strongly, and it's this. Everything is about to change. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Everything is about to shift. Like, we, there's no turning back. Yeah. There's no going back. There's no, like, I mean, we have people take off work 
on Monday. Yeah. They were so wrecked. We had people miss meetings this morning because, yeah. I mean, just yeah. like the Lord is he's moving. And I think we're realizing like, God, your presence isn't a priority in my life, but I need to make it one mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Yeah. I need to get my own oil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I need to know you for myself, which mm-hmm. is the heart of God mm-hmm. in the new covenant. Yeah. yeah. Even last night in that meeting, uh, the anthem that was sung, the mm-hmm. hymn, Yes. Of no turning back. What a what a what a beautiful holy moment as we were all. I mean, on our some of us on our knees, some of us on our faces in this meeting, um, literally declaring, uh, Jesus, we're not going to turn back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Though none go with me, if nobody ever goes with me down this road, I will still follow you. Mm-hmm. And declaring these things over our lives, over our families, over our our ourselves, and. And, and literally making a statement and, a, and almost like a, a re-enlistment into the, into the battle. Mm-hmm. I also want to say, um, I, this is, might be a, just a, a, a prophecy, a prophesying over our Father's house, mm-hmm. that there was a lot of vague uh, repentance, mm-hmm. but I believe it's going to turn into specific repentance mm-hmm. in the days ahead because I believe that the more that you get comfortable with repenting and finding out that the Father actually welcomes you yes. and it's His kindness that leads you to repentance, there's this bringing in rather than a running away from Him. There's this coming in and saying, oh, wow, He really does love me. There's going to be this eye-opening thing that I can get really specific with the Father about things going on in my life, which then leads me to freedom because yes. where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's going to go from vague. I just want to prophe- prophesy this maybe even over... Those of you listening, that there might be vague repentance going on in your life right now, but it's going to turn in the more that you get comfortable with repenting and running to the Father and understanding that He loves you and it's His kindness that's drawing you in to repent. It's going to turn into a specific repentance and then it's going to turn into a life laid down in the fragrance of Christ. Mm-hmm. And so I just prophesy that yes, over Lord. our Father's house in the days ahead and over those of you listening that you desire to have a deep, intimate relationship with the Lord this is the way yeah I mean I know we've just scratched the surface yes on repenting mm-hmm. I mean this isn't a one-time thing yeah. this isn't yeah I mean repentance is a lifestyle yeah I was just hearing that scripture over and over again who may ascend mm-hmm. the hill of the Lord those Psalm with 24. clean hands yeah in mm-hmm. a pure heart yeah. and I just keep seeing people ascending the hill mm-hmm. and maybe you stop in a moment but all it takes is turning back to the glory and repenting and mm-hmm. turning away from to keep ascending the hill. Yeah. Like you're not going backwards, you're going up yeah. the hill of the Lord. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's things, that obviously us as, as leaders in this room, there's things that we're blinded to in our own lives. Right. That the, the, if we have a heart posture to the Lord, constantly telling Him, Father, search my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts. Mm-hmm. See if there be any way of pain, any offensive way in me, and lead me in the everlasting way. It's just that heart posture to say, Holy Spirit, would you please search me because I can't see. And mm-hmm. then also surrounding yourself with people that would be willing to love you enough to call things out of you, which is really true love mm-hmm. uh, for, for somebody close to me, like my wife or my friends in this room, to, to see something in me and say, Ross, I see this in you. Uh, let's let's go to the Lord together. Let's let's start digging these things yeah. out. Let's mm-hmm. let's go. Let's repent. That's what repent. That's what a lifestyle of repentance does. No, I mean I, I I'm confident that right now there is sin in my life that I can't even see. Yeah. 
that I'm not aware of, mm-hmm. that, that I'm yet to be convicted of. But mm-hmm. rather than feeling, like, uneasy, I mean, I feel like, hey, God's going to grab mm-hmm. a hold of me, and mm-hmm. he's going to help me to see and know and understand. I mean, even people walking in deception, right? The majority of, of deception in the scriptures is self deception and and being self-deceived we deceive others and so god is breaking all those barriers and smashing all those boxes and bringing people into a realization because i think without a um without being gripped by the um the the blackness the, the the weightiness of your own sin never really going to revere and honor and rightly esteem the presence and power and glory of the lord that we are, I mean, we enter into God's presence flippantly. Mm. We, we take it for granted. We, you know, we just show up and, you know, think it's okay to grab a cup of coffee and stand in the back and put our hand in our pocket and just watch people sing songs and never engage. And it's like, man, the Lord is after the hearts of his people in this hour, that there would be real engagement, that there would be true revelation, you know, where worship is poor, vision of Jesus is poor. Because when we see him and we behold him, when the eyes of our heart are enlightened and we really begin to um, just comprehend, not not intellectually, not knowledge. We're talking about revelation right. where it's, it's real in your heart, where there's affection, where there's emotion, where there's a stirring. I mean, I, I am mystified by people that, it, it, you know, worship is happening and they're unmoved in body, unstirred in spirit, unprovoked in soul. I'm like, you are dead to God and you need to become alive in Christ. Because if you're alive in Christ, there's movement, there's action, there's drawing, there's emotion. There's I mean we've been so afraid of well it's just emotionalism that we excuse being like statues and we give ourselves a pass when no matter uh, what we sacrifice or what we give or what we lay down, it pales in comparison to the sacrifice of Jesus on our behalf. And it's like, I want to be moved by the cross again. Mm. I want to be moved by the resurrection again. I want to be moved. I don't. I feel like right now in my life, we've got Bible college degrees. We, we've invested time and money and energy. I, right now, I feel like I don't even know God. Mm. And I don't say that like, mm. oh, I, no, I feel like, Lord, Oh, Lord, oh, Lord, please help me. Like yeah. I, I don't even know you, but I want to know you. Teach me yeah. your ways. Yeah. Reveal yourself to me. Shine your light in my heart. I mean, I, I know that what is coming and the shaking that is going to touch this state, this nation, and this world, we need a revelation of Jesus because mm-hmm. lip service is not going to do. When real persecution comes and you you have an option to run and deny Jesus or to uh, stand boldly and to proclaim him and love your life not even unto death, um, it takes revelation of Christ. That's right. It takes really seeing him and being sold out to him to be able to withstand the pressure, the temptation, the accusation, the threats, all those things um, that, that God is doing. Yeah, I mean, in all of what you're saying, I just hear the need for humility. Mm-hmm. And just feel like the Lord reminded me of James 4, 6, which says, God opposes the proud, and give, but gives grace to the humble. Mm-hmm. I mean, that if that scripture doesn't put the fear of the Lord in you, like if you're not experiencing the fullness of the Lord that you're longing for, I would say step one 
is check your heart for pride. Because if you're longing for a move of God, but God knows that you're going to take it and you're going to think it has something to do with you, he's not going to do it. He literally says in his word, he opposes the proud. Mm. So we have to, like, with aggression come and oppose the pride in our own hearts. Like, we have to root it out. We cannot let it stay. It cannot be a little kitten that we pet. And it's like, oh, I struggle with pride. Like, no, this is a sin and I have to root it out because God opposes me in my pride because he wants me to have a humble and contrite heart. Yeah. I would even say, like with what you're saying, Taylor, the humility that comes from what the Lord's doing here. Yes. Because you can't touch it, you know? Yeah. It's it's like one of those things you can't teach it because if you could teach it, you could touch it. Yeah. Like you literally could touch it because you're you're it's all mm-hmm. of a sudden it's this formula mm-hmm. for how, how to make revival happen or how to make this move of God happen. And when the Lord comes in, there's not a it's it's like the Ark of the Covenant. If you if you handled the Ark of the Covenant the wrong way, if you yes. touched the presence, yes. it, it, it literally knocked you over. You mm-hmm. died. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those deals like uh Audrey, you even have with the fear of the Lord. Like you can't teach the fear of the Lord. Like it's this thing that like the the, the Lord like comes over, you're like, Oh wow, this is what it means. Mm-hmm. I can't teach it because if I could teach it, I could touch it. Mm-hmm. I struggled with the fear of man for many, many, many years. And I was in a room one Wednesday afternoon doing worship room all by myself in this big auditorium and me on the piano by myself and I struggled to be in this position because I feared what man would think of me because I didn't feel qualified I didn't feel like I have what it takes to be up there but the Lord said but I want you here I love you here and so I obeyed and I got up there and I played the piano and this song of just the fear of the Lord came out of me and I started to tremble and the fire of God fell on me and in that moment, fear of man was gone mm-hmm. yeah. because the fear of the Lord fell on me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't something I worked my way out of or taught my way out of. This is how you get rid of the fear of man. No, when the fear of the Lord falls on you, fear of man has to bow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That was so many people confessed yeah. the fear of man, that yeah. I've been mm-hmm. a coward that I've not shared the gospel when I knew I was supposed to, that I've not buried my talents, I, you know, all, all these things. I mean, that, that was a huge yeah. uh, theme in what people were confessing publicly was giving into fear and, and bowing to that Goliath. Yeah, I think just the revelation that Jesus said that it is better that I go so the Spirit can come and that he wants us to live a life on fire. He wants us to live with a burning inside of us that when we are going on our way, when we are at the grocery store or at restaurants or whatever, that we are spilling out the love of God because we're so full, that there is a harvest of souls, but the laborers are few. And my heart just cries out, Lord, let me be found faithful. Yeah. Let me not be found being a coward, afraid of what someone might think when I have I have the keys to life and death inside of me that I can hand to someone that, do you know Jesus? Do you know, have you heard? But my fear of what? This person that I barely know rejecting me keeps me from telling them about Jesus, about salvation. You know, just, mm. Father, I repent. Mm. 
for caring more about what people think than caring about their souls. Jesus, would you not let us go on and do life as usual? Would you kill the American dream that lives inside of us that longs to have a safe and normal life? Normal has to go. Jesus, we're asking you to come in and change everything we say that we lay it all down. We lay it all down. We want you yes, God. to get everything that you paid for. Yes, Lord. Yes, God. Yes, Father, we repent for this thing of being inconvenienced, Lord. Yeah. We ask you to come in and wreck us, wreck our agendas, wreck our plans, Lord. I pray that you would cause the fear of the Lord to literally grip us, that, Lord, really the, the fear of you is I care more about what you think, Father, than I do what about about what any man thinks. I care about what you think. I care about what you say. What are you saying? We will listen and we will obey. Father, give us the courage and the backbone to listen and obey and stand firm in what you've already said. I shared this on Sunday morning. I'm just going to lean into it again. Father, I repent, Lord, for allowing the ministry to make me bitter. Lord, I repent for... Uh, allowing uh, the, the pain of, of other people to get stuck in my own heart. Lord, I repent for holding offense against those that have betrayed us and slandered us and told lies about us. God, I repent for holding on to that, Lord, and, and being offended and allowing that to be bigger than you. Lord, I, I repent for um, allowing myself to be a victim Lord, when what you've done for me so far outweighs anything that anyone has done to me, Lord, we just honor you and thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that we have here, Lord, for what is happening. God, we pray for our state, for Indiana. We pray for Hendricks County, Lord. We pray for our nation, Lord, in this world. God, we ask for a mighty outpouring of your Holy Spirit, Lord. We ask even now that you would awaken church leaders, that you would awaken watchmen, that you would awaken your apostles and prophets that are hiding in caves, oh Lord. We ask that you would awaken all the saints, Lord, all those that are truly called. Father, we pray that there would be a stirring and a hunger, that there would be a genuine move of you, God. We pray that you would break the chains of sin and bondage and addiction, Lord. I pray that you would bring us out of the yoke of busyness, Lord that you would bring us out of being so exhausted and so tired by pursuing things in this life that we can't take with us and that don't even matter. Lord, I pray that we would move out of sowing into the flesh and that we would we would begin to sow into the things of the Spirit and reap eternal life. Lord, I pray that we would be gripped by the weight of eternity, that we would be marked by what you have said and what you have done, and that we would be moved with courage and boldness by a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit to share your gospel 
to proclaim it boldly as it ought to be proclaimed. Lord, we're asking that you would take what you're doing here and that you would spread it like wildfire everywhere, that you would touch every church, that you would touch every ministry, that you would touch every place. Lord, I pray that you would break every wall and every hindrance and every preconceived notion of what it means to gather for church or worship or prayer. Lord, I pray that you would call your church back to the place of prayer, Father, and I repent for crying out for Acts 2 power without Acts 1 prayer. Father, forgive us for prayer not being a priority in our lives or in this church. Mm -hmm. Lord, we're going to do it your way. We're going to yield to you like never before, Father, no matter what it costs us, no matter who leaves, no matter who gets offended, no matter who doesn't understand. Lord, we believe that you are beckoning us and drawing us and calling us to go all in. Father, I'm asking for anyone that has those pets, that has those things that they're holding on to, those things that they're hiding, Lord, I'm praying in Jesus' name that they would come to the surface, that there would be humility to repent and confess and forsake. Lord, I pray for all those at our Father's house that know that they should have shared publicly, but it was their pride or their shame that kept them silent. Lord, I pray that you would break those shackles and that you would lead us in humility as we go low and we wait on you, and we yield to you, and we submit, and we surrender, and we give you what you want. Lord, we're asking that you would do it here, that you would continue what you've started, that we would not grab a hold of it and finish in the flesh. We're asking, Lord, that you would do this everywhere. Father, do it all over the earth. Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Guys, thank you so much for listening. We pray this episode blessed you. And if you're a part of our Father's house or you're in the Indiana region, we are going to gather again this Sunday night at our Father's house. It's going to be February the 19th at 6.30. We're really excited, um, humbled, uh, just full of, of awe and the fear of God at what He is going to do. We're calling a special service. If you're around, please join us. Come hungry, come prayed up, fasted up. Let's see God move in power and change our region and change our state. Lord, touch Indiana for your glory, yes, we pray. Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen.